Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers, hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tim Ventura, filling in for Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Casual Friday on Real Estate Coaching Radio. This week, we have a very special uh, guest for you, and we're going to be talking about my alma mater, the BPO Automation Group, and we're going to be exploring the hidden world of broker price opinions. Now, this is a live show, so call in with your questions at 347-857-1195 or write me questions at realestatecoachingradio.com. Also, if you haven't done so already, take a moment to visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com and schedule your appointment for a free one-on-one coaching call with a trained professional real estate coach from our staff, including Tim or Julie Harris or myself. Now, speaking personally, I've been in business for over 20 years, and I've never met anyone with their combination of business knowledge and sales expertise. So trust me, it is worth your time to get scheduled now. Again, that's at free coachingcallsforagents.com. Okay, so let's get started. Once again, we're talking about BPOs today, and we're going to learn more about the role of broker price opinions in today's market, as well as how software from the BPO Automation Group helps agents to complete those BPOs faster and more accurately. This is a big subject, so I'm going to invite a special guest, my former partner, and the founder of the BPO Automation Group, Nicole Ocean. Okay, so let me bring her on now. And Nicole, are you with us? I am. Hi, everybody. Well, wonderful. Thank you for joining us. You know, we have so much to cover here, and you have done so much work in this area. So one of the things, I I guess I'll, I'll just kind of start out with a little bit of info on BPOs to catch everybody up I'm assuming that people probably all have, our listeners probably all have a little bit of knowledge in this area, but they probably come in from, from you know, different places in terms of experience. So for those who, who aren't, I guess, uh, highly experienced, can you tell us a bit about what a broker price opinion is and what it's typically used for? Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, and before anything, I just want to say thank you so much. I also want to send a special thank you to Tim and Julie Harris for extending this opportunity. Um, so, Tim, to kind of jump back, uh, a broker price opinion report, it's an alternative to a typical appraisal report. It's something that a licensed real estate professional can do, and it's a report that's put together that gives people such as banks, asset managers, and uh, investors, or BPO mills, an opinion of value that that real estate professional believes uh, property. And so it's pretty much saying the local agent that does a report uh, is the expert. They want to know what the value of a property is for a number of different reasons. And so that agent or broker spends time uh, putting together information into a nice, tidy report and then sends it back. And so in essence, uh, that's... um, 
a little bit of an overview of a, a broker price opinion. Yeah, now I've heard them described. One one phrase that I remember hearing quite a bit was poor man's appraisal. And then another description I've heard is that they're, quote, unquote, a little bit like a CMA. Um, right. could, you, could you elaborate on those a little bit? Is either one of those fairly accurate? It is, yeah. And there's been a lot of cleanup and a lot of uh, legalities that have happened in the last couple of years that really define when a BPO can be used, when an appraisal can be used, and most people in real estate are familiar with the CMA. So in essence, a BPO is very similar to a CMA, a comparative market analysis. It's used for a specific purpose. It's helped uh, used to help determine a value of a specific property and uh, help people uh, be able to make an informed decision about what's going on with that specific property. And um, it's just a, a neat alternative that's out there and been out there for quite some time. Well, it definitely has been. You know, and I, I mean, you had been doing these for several years. You already had several years of experience doing BPOs when when I started working with you back in 2009. But mm-hmm. I, I think you know most people. I, I would I would say you have again so much experience and so much knowledge in this this area and that's one of the reasons that I'm just overjoyed to have you on the program to help explain that to us but you. you'd also built and managed a team right I, I, sure. can you tell me uh can you tell me how you got into doing BPOs and how that led mm-hmm. to building a team yeah a pretty unique situation so um for me I struggled in my early 20s you know being able to find my my niche something that um I could be passionate about be good and so I jumped around a lot, and my dad uh, had a mortgage background, and so he decided to get into real estate. And he told me, hey, why don't you consider, uh, you know, getting your real estate salesperson license and uh, joining our brokerage, and maybe that would bring some stability and some happiness. And um, so I, I did that and got licensed. <laughs> In the first six months, I think I sold one property. And I knew that that wasn't going to be able to pay the bills and support my family. And so thankfully, I learned about something, uh, the term broker price opinion in that process. And that was pretty much my savior. And I jumped into the business full time back in September 2006 and just hit it head on as best as I could, grew the business, just, uh, you know, tried, tried every angle to make it, you know, something that would be my livelihood and really paid off. So kind of at the height of things, I was able to cover two different counties, do anything from take the, fo- take the photos for me of the different properties uh, to help with the data entry. Of course, that was before uh, BP Automation Software. And so it was really neat to be able to have the team do some of those things um, that were not enjoyable for me to do, and that way I could focus on growing the business, signing up for more companies, and uh, managing the whole process, such as pulling the comps, and checking, yeah, checking the reports, and being responsible for the final product and being able to submit it. So it was a pretty, pretty amazing experience. And then I think I was uh, doing that full time for about three years, and then kind of transitioned into uh, coaching and teaching, and then of course the Beach Automation Group, and that got me very busy. Um, and then just go ahead. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, it, it continued to expand from there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the, the the reason I wanted to cover your early team experience is, you know, because of our, you know, our, our past relationship, one of the things that I know is that, that you, you took it in much the same way that a lot of folks do. They get into BPOs for one reason or another, and they get pretty good at it. And and it oh, becomes yeah. kind of a, a passion, if you will, and then that mm-hmm. leads to the growth of teams. And and so, um, you know, both of us had worked with lots of folks who had teams all over the country. So that was yeah. that was interesting. Now, yeah. the team that you had, they had so you had someone driving around taking photos, right? And then another mm-hmm. person doing data entry, and then you you really almost did kind of a management quality control angle on it. Yeah, and, and back in, you know, 2006, 2007, there wasn't a lot of rules what we could and couldn't do, what um, an unlicensed assistant could and couldn't do. So at that point, I had um, multiple people covering uh, data entry. I had two different people. I had four different people taking photos and, you know, was able to really turn over a high volume, uh, you know, for uh, getting those BPO reports and, covering up to 35 different BPO, REO, and asset management companies and just uh, really thriving. So it was it was a very exciting time, and it's always neat to be involved in a team dynamic, so I was very thankful for that opportunity. And it helped so much, you know, which when I transitioned into the BPO Automation Group, I already had that uh, experience, so I knew exactly what people were going through and, and uh, some of the issues and growing pains and that type of thing I experienced myself. So it really helped me leverage and being able to help people, you know, in the software side of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when we think of real estate agents, I I mean, I've always done this as well, but when we think of real estate agents, we think of buying and selling homes. But Mm -hmm. in in the case of BPOs, there are a lot of agents out there, and I think that yourself, you know, you, you ended up falling into this as well, where your entire job starts to revolve around BPOs and you you rarely list or sell anything. So I, I'm wondering, you know, um, just from all the agents you've worked with, why do other agents, why do agents typically end up getting into BPOs exclusively when they do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really neat opportunity. Mainly if there's a couple of factors that seem to attract people into doing BPOs. It's guaranteed money. Um, it's a nice little niche that you can... Uh, you know, take over a competitive edge and make your own, and you can you have a lot of control over your day-to-day activities. The thing that I really like is it helps supplement my income. So I would still go after listings and work with buyers, um, but I wasn't hungry or you know desperate for that. It was a bonus because I had my day-to-day bread and butter, uh, you know, taken care of by BPO income, and it also helped with the expenses in real estate. So it will help with your dues. Um, it will help with uh, uh, realtor expenses, you know, just to name a few. And then something in probably the last four and five years, a lot of people got into doing BPOs exclusively to get listings. And some people have really had a lot of good success with that. Some people continue to have good success with it. So it's just um, a niche market that's been untapped and over the years been tapped. And a lot of people have benefited greatly from it. So it's been exciting to watch. Well, it's also a good learning opportunity, isn't it, for for maybe like a, a part-time agent who gets into they get into the industry, they're they're learning about real estate as they go. It seems seems like BPOs might be a good way to just kind of learn a little bit more about real estate as they hone their sales and listing skills. 
Exactly, yeah, and there's some controversy to that because a lot of people um, don't think new agents should get in and do BPOs, but I was one of those, and six months into me getting into the business, I was doing BPOs as kind of a fresh rookie or newbie, and it helped so much. So thank you for bringing that up. That's another really good point or why somebody would do BPOs exclusively. It really helps you get in and infiltrate your local market. It helps you teach. It teaches you about uh, pricing, how to price properties, um, uh, figure out repair costs, adjustments, uh, different neighborhoods and pockets where, uh, you know, the market is thriving and places where it's hard to sell. So, yeah, it's uh, it's neat for that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it also it also kind of helps people learn a little bit more about the finance side of things as well, if I if I remember correctly. It does. Um, it's very tricky. Yeah, there's a lot that you need to know, and it's not something that people get overnight. And they really need the support of their broker to be able to go to with that expertise, and hope that their broker has a lot of good insight and experience, and will support them in being able to do do a good job with BPOs. Well, well, let me let me switch gears a little bit and go into how BPOs are actually completed because you know back in the day these were these were mostly Microsoft Word documents, but you know again you, you and I went through this. Everything now seems to be pretty much online. They're they're big web portals, you know, uh, kind of like uh, people use Equator for short sales, and I think Equator does BPOs too still. Um, mm-hmm. And and basically these are companies that people sign up for. Uh, and then agents either get assigned BPOs on their websites or they can they can pick up broadcast orders. They actually log into that company website, complete those orders entirely online. Can, can you uh, can you describe this online process for us a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, what are called BPO mills, and those are the companies that typically have the most work, uh, the most stable uh, systems. And what happens is they do everything within their site. So let's say there's a BPO company X, and they will not only assign orders, but they'll also manage the whole process from, uh, you know, assigning the work to, um, you know, once the order's been completed by the BPO uh, agent, they'll also go and do the quality that ordered that BPO. And so it's really neat. It's all in-house from start to finish. And so a lot of these companies have created proprietary software, um, which is their online-based system. So you log into their website, you go into forms that they've created, and on the back end, um, they could have multiple forms because there's different requirements from different clients. And so when somebody logs in, say the BPO agent, and goes to a report, it could be for a number of different banks. And so it could look a little bit different, but it's all online-based, and they're asking pretty standard questions um, the industry, again, has really streamlined, so it's made it a lot easier as far as the different types of forms and the questions that are asked. And that way, somebody can go in, uh, you pull their comps, put in the information, answer the question, submit it, and then the company will uh, quality review everything before, in turn, giving it back to the client as a finished product. So that has been critical you know, to the BPO industry not only for the clients and the, the mills as the middleman, but also the people doing the work so that they could do it in kind of a controlled, organized way that makes it easy to make it worth their time doing these reports. 
Well, it, that kind of goes back to what you said earlier about having kind of control over your own destiny in real estate, I think. And, and mm-hmm. you know, being able to log in and use these interfaces and do it all online, it, it, in a sense, it puts you in control. Um, you know, now, now another aspect of that also is how these are assigned, because um, I, I think a lot of people might be familiar with or expecting to start out with direct assignment BPOs, but right. there are also, there's another type called broadcast BPOs, where it's basically open to anybody who wants it, and then agents compete for it, and depending on how competitive your area is, you can actually go in and pick and choose which BPOs you want to do. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's something where each company has their own criteria, and a lot of people don't delve into enough of the details about each of the companies and how they assign work. So um, I think that's super important to not only understand, you know, kind of the requirements of the company, but also how they do things. And so... You know, if if I'm going to go to uh, you know BPO company X, um, I want to know: Do you do direct assignment only, or do you do broadcast only, or do you do both? And uh, be able to kind of gear for how much time I'm going to put in to doing reports for them, or how important they are compared to you know my other priorities. One thing I have found that's kind of neat is what a lot of people disregard or, or don't really pay attention enough to is they think that you know things are easy; they should get what they want, but you really have to put in time, you've got to pay your dues, um, you have to work hard, and then, you know, you, the, the fruits of your labor are going to uh, come back to you. So that typically comes to the direct assignment, and that happened to me. I paid my dues, I busted my chops, and did a lot of, uh, you know, above and beyond uh, situations. I became preferred for a couple of different companies and really enjoyed it. So I got work assigned directly to me. But that didn't happen automatically, so uh, you know it's always good to kind of tell people it's not an automatic thing. And you know, because you're a good agent or broker, doesn't mean that you're going to get everything right away. You need to put in your time and pay your dues, and um, again, understand what that company has available and go from there. Well, and those direct assignment BPOs, if if I understand, if I remember correctly, those are the ones that often, well, maybe not often, but those are the ones that do tend to turn into the REO listings when they're when those are assigned as well, right? It can, but that's been really controversial too because what people again need to know is this does this specific company that I'm doing this BPO do they even um, excuse me uh, do they even assign REO listings? A lot of them are mills, so they're the the middleman company. They're not going to directly assign the REO to you, but it could be somewhere down the line. And that seemed to be what everybody was jumping on the bandwagon with a couple of years ago, thinking, God, if I if I do these BPOs for these companies, um, it's going to turn into REOs, but it could be a company that just does BPOs, so it's kind of a waste of time. So people need to understand that as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that I think that is really important because that that was one of the things that I consistently heard is, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing all of these BPOs and they're not turning into REOs, and you know, sure. so what you're saying makes a lot of sense. A lot of that goes into the research, and again, this is this is what comes out of your expertise, having worked mm-hmm. with so many of these companies, so many agents. Um, yeah. Now, uh, another thing that that you know the, the volume of these orders comes and goes, mm-hmm. and so in in some ways, one of the things that that we always used to recommend was that folks try and sign up for several different companies um, yep. because you know one or more might be getting what they call a bulk of orders. 
can you tell me a little bit about how those those bulks of orders seem to work based on what you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. So sometimes there's a, a bank and they're signed up with multiple BPO mills, so they will uh, assign a bulk of orders to each of them. And sometimes it's a test where they say, where do we want to have our BPO reports completed, which company, or it could be spread out between two and three companies. And um, that way they assign them, and then dependent on how the company is set up, the quality of the agents and the work that they do, the turnaround time, um, you know, kind of the whole package, that will help the client realize, you know, where to keep sending that work. And that's something that a lot of people um, maybe know of on the surface, but on the other end, clients move around all the time between these different companies. And especially in the last couple of years, there's been a lot that have, um, you know, been just kind of this generic BPO company or mill, and they were given, you know, orders by a big bank. They weren't able to handle it. The bank fired them, went to somebody else. And it trickles all throughout. And, you know, that's where these BPO mills have had to cut their prices just to stay competitive so that they can keep these clients. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think that's really good to point out that there, there's there's a lot of change, and uh, you have to kind of follow the money. You have to follow the orders because you know one of the things that that I remember meeting was a lot of folks you know in our in our company who would come to us and say, I want to do company X, right? Like uh, Clear Capital. Clear Capital is the company to work with, and you know, sure. and, and you know, and then so you know, the next day you would have somebody else, and it was almost like they were chasing rumors. But then, in truth. All of those companies might be good to work with, but not at any particular time. It depends on what bank is giving them orders. Yeah, and there's other factors too. Location, where the agent or broker is, and how much work is actually coming into their local market. Um, The time of year, how much competitors they have also trying to do reports. Again, if that company direct assigns or does broadcast. So it's kind of a culmination of a lot of different factors. It's not, um, you know, a simple, a simple. Thing. It's a lot of different components kind of going into one there. Well, you know, offhand, which vendors do you think agents should register for today as, sure. as kind of safe bets, I guess? Yeah, so very good question. Um, I would get this question a lot. And what I would always tell people is look at quality, not quantity. People would tell me, hey, I signed up for 100 companies, and I'm like, wow, that was a big waste of time, (laughs) you know, because a lot of those companies maybe aren't ones you want to work for or they don't have the volume. Just focus on the ones that matter. And so for me, some of the top ones, uh, and one of my favorites is Clear Capital. Um, When I was in the business, I really liked working for them. Uh, And so I say focus on the history, the reputation. They're still here. They're doing a good job. They're paying consistently. Um, So Clear Capital, eMortgage Logic, ProTech, uh, Core Logic, AltaSource, ServiceLink, which used to be LPS LSI, Residential Real Estate Review, and those are just a few. Um, there's some other things, which is like uh, portals, which have a bunch of different clients, like Equator or Res.net. And um, I'm sure, you know, people that are listening, they have their favorites as well. So those are some just kind of off the top of my head that I enjoyed working with that seem to have a really good volume, good track record, and those are ones that I can uh, stand behind. 
Mm, okay. Okay, well, and the quality versus quantity, does that, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things, I'm trying to remember where I saw this. I saw this in several different places, but, you know, agents used to have these shorthand codes they would use to, to talk about these companies. One of them would be like a, a slow pay or a no pay, you know, because mm-hmm. they would get the orders done and it might take them six months or a year or maybe they would never get paid for the BPL. So, yeah. so that makes yeah, a lot, a lot of, of sense. Yeah, a lot of times, for sure. And from what I heard, a lot of times in, in the last couple of years, the companies that were a little bit questionable, they would wait to get paid by the client before they pay the agent that did the work, and that created a lot of bottleneck. So it's really hard to want to work for companies that don't don't take good care of you. Yeah. Well, if it's okay mm-hmm. to ask, which which vendors are hot right now in terms of order volume? Yeah. Uh, very recently, Solution Star is blowing it up. Super exciting. A lot of people are just going crazy. Um, and mainly because they're dropping bulk orders, hundreds of orders that are given to individual people, and you know people that have teams that can that can handle it, and they're turning them around very quickly. Um, other ones: Residential Real Estate Review, Alta Source, BPO Fulfillment, and all of the big mills that I that I uh, mentioned just a minute ago about the ones that you should be working for: the Clear Caps, the E Mortgage, Protec, CoreLogic, ServiceLink, all those guys. Those are pretty yeah, so, much so the powerhouse. There, there. So there are vendors out there dropping hundreds of orders right now, and, and oh, so yeah, I, I sure. Think, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Well, yep. That, that's important to that's important to notice. It's important to mention because I remember when when you know. Uh, Oh, what was it, 2010, 2011, when the Fed got involved with some of the issues, you know, uh, they put a hold on some of the REOs, and BPO orders had dried up for a while. So so it sounds like they're flowing again. Yeah, and it seemed like that, but I've always heard, you know, mixed messages. People come to us and say, I'm getting plenty of work, and so that has a lot of uh, background into how long have people been in the business, which companies are they working for, what's their vendor rating with that company, what's their turnaround time. Um, you know, what type of team structure do they have? Are they using any type of systems or software? Those type of things. Um, so for me, I think that's kind of, um, when I hear that, and I still hear that today, I'm just like, well, you're missing something, <laughs> you know. Um, what is, what's the back end look like in your situation? And that will help explain things. Yeah. Well, do you offhand, do you know, I mean, are there any vendors, are there any BPO mills that, that people have been asking about lately that that seem like they're pretty dead at the moment? Because that happens too, you know, that they'll just, they just won't have any orders. Do you know any that, that people think have something that really it's not even worth their time to sign up for? Yeah, a lot of the smaller ones and the ones that become slow pay or no pay, they're on the forums and the blogs. Uh, Active Rain is a great place to look. Uh, Jesse Gonzalez's REO Pro Network is another great place. Um, AgentsOnline.net, uh, those are all really great places to look for companies that are both hot and not. Um, and it seems like in the last, I would say two years specifically, there's been so much cleanup. And so the, the smaller companies um, are typically not going to have the bigger volume, and that just comes with research and, uh, you know, figuring out, which company to work for and who wants to have work in your area. So um, one that's kind of controversial, and right now there's a couple of them, uh, and I'd have to kind of see a list, but broker price opinion is questionable about slow pay, no pay, uh, mark to market, just kind of off the top of my head, valuation vision. And so some of these uh, newer unknown companies or ones that have been around for a while, but they're having problems, 
I would uh, watch out for them and highly suggest do your research, get on the forums and the blogs. People are out there talking about things, and, and they are willing to help you just kind of in general. Um, and that way, you know, they help you and in turn it, and it helps everybody. Wonderful. Well, Nicole, on that note, we are going to go to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back to continue our discussion of BPOs, and we're also going to get into BPO automation software in just a moment. According to the National Association of Realtors, only 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need one too. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today, Tim and Julie Harris. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what HGTV star and Atlanta top producer Colette McDonald has to say. Hi, my name is Colette McDonald, and I'm with Remax in Atlanta, Georgia. I just wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to Tim and Julie Harris. I've been a coaching client of theirs for the last four years. When I first started in this business 12 years ago, I was very successful, did a great amount of business, averaged between 8 and $10 million a year. When I contracted with Tim and Julie to be my graduate-level coaches, my production increased by 20% per year. I am now trending 30 million this year. That's amazing results over four years of working with Tim and Julie Harris. I highly recommend them. Tiger Woods has a coach. And why does he have a coach? Because he can't see his swing. If you do what they tell you to, you will see huge results. I am living proof. Only Tim and Julie Harris provide powerful one-on-one coaching along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action now and visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. There's no risk, no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's market. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And welcome back, everyone. I'm Tim Ventura, filling in for Tim and Julie Harris. This is Casual Friday on Real Estate Coaching Radio. This week, we are talking with Nicole Ocean from the BPO Automation Group. We've already covered a lot of ground about broker price opinions, and now we're going to talk a little bit about the software that, that her company produces, as well as come back to a little bit more about where BPOs are at in 2014. Okay, Nicole, I, I want to welcome you back, and let's jump into the BPO Automation Group. Let's talk about the product that you have, which is automated form completion for BPO orders. Basically, you've put your knowledge and experience, I mean, some of which you just outlined, but so much of this, into software that automatically fills out these BPO forms. Can you tell me a little bit about how that works? Yeah, for sure. Um, what our software does is it replaces either an assistant or it replaces having to do the data entry part of the BPOs. 
and um, how it starts is the person goes into their multiple listing service and they pull the comps that they want to use on their BPO report and they simply export that information into an Excel file. From there, our um, software uh, goes in and cleans up that file and makes it ready for the form. And the third step is uh, the person goes into the actual BPO form and runs a macro. And what that does is it's programming code that will go kind of behind the scenes and it will pull out the bits of, of data, such as your comp information, and it will put it into the right place in the form, helping that person save a ton of time and frustration with uh, inputting their BPO uh, information. And then the website where people can learn about this is still uh, www.bpo-automation.com, right? Yes, you got it. Okay. Well, the reason the reason I wanted to give that out is so people have a chance to go and look at that while we're talking about it because this is the, the, the software. It gets this gets pretty intense. But um, I, I think if people are used to, in the traditional sense, they're used to spending one to two hours, maybe more, looking stuff up, um, maybe writing it down by hand, maybe copying and pasting it into Word, and then putting it into a web page from there. What you're talking about is something where basically you take those comps export them from the MLS, and then this iMacro software will just literally fill in the blanks in that BPO form on the web page, right? Yeah, and the iMacro software itself is not set up. So as part of what we do is we've created macros. Uh, we spent thousands of hours creating the code that handles each of the different forms that a company has. And that way uh, it's doing pretty much the, the logic um, that somebody would have to do to copy and paste and type manually uh, to get that BPO report completed. And yeah, the key is using our software in conjunction with what we've created and um, learning our system. And that way, everything clicks behind the scenes and it helps them complete those orders in half the amount of time it's taking them to do it now. Uh, or uh, for a different version of our software, it takes... Uh, uh, probably 10, 10 minutes in total, depending on how long it takes them to pull their comps. Um, and, yeah, we can talk more about that here in a little bit. Yeah, actually, we, we should touch on that because you did do a recent update. In fact, I just learned about mm -hmm. that where it, it automates now over 90% of all mm -hmm. the form data in the BPO, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and what we've done – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the, the accuracy. That's the part that, that that's the part that gets me about that. You know, because when you're typing in, I mean, some of these forms have two, three hundred fields in them, mm -hmm. and if you're automatically filling those out, you're going to get rid of a lot of typos. Exactly. Yeah. And in the basic system that we used to have, it was pretty much where we set it up as our template. So it would do a lot of the defaults that we chose as a company, based on my experience and what most people do when they do a BPO. In the enhanced software, which is the newer software that gives complete control over to the user and it says, what do you want for these extra fields, which are pretty repetitive on a lot of forms, like uh, the view, the design, the style, uh, energy-efficient items, heating and cooling. And that way they can really standardize it to their own template, so to speak. When they run um, our automation, it fills in the comp data, fills in their comments, and the personalized information, so it built it out 
and to save them even more time, and that's where they're able to do the data entry part in five minutes for most forms. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. So, <laughs> so basically, like, uh, well, as you know, I lived in Phoenix a, a couple of years ago. Down in the Phoenix area, I'm going to set, uh, you know, air conditioning for everything. That'll be my default. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now I, I guess it's also important to mention that before the form gets submitted, it, this, this iMacro software it fills in all the blanks, but it still waits for you to submit it. So. Um, so I think that's important to mention. So if you do have it set for air conditioning as a default, and it turns out the property doesn't have that, you can go in and change that, right? That's right, yep. And it doesn't do everything, so it, you're still going to need to put in the final values. You're still going to have to upload the photos. Um, if the subject property isn't in the MLS and you weren't able to export it with your comps, you'll also be filling in that information. But it's just going to cut your time down dramatically. Hmm. Now, how many companies offhand have you automated the forms for at this point? Yeah, we focused on the companies that typically have one or two forms and uh, to list a couple of those. Uh, so for the enhanced software, we um, offer a bunch of different companies, but the ones that it works really well for is AltaSource, Residential Real Estate Review, Solution Star, Equator's BPO Forms, BPO Fulfillment, inspection port, and a couple of others, and it's continuing to grow. So um, it's one of those things that we started October of last year, and it keeps evolving. Oh, okay. Uh, and you're talking about the enhanced software then for those for those companies. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I'll also mention – go ahead. Oh, I was going to say for the traditional, though, don't you have over – you have over 60 companies, right, and several yeah. thousand forms at this point. Yeah, for sure, and that's the basic. So the really nice thing is when somebody signs up for the Enhanced, they get the Enhanced, they get up to 10 forms of their choice, and they also get all of the basic system, so they're not stuck with uh, having to do anything manually. We we make sure that they have what they need, either the Enhanced or the basic, and the basic's ready to go out of the box. And that's the one with the 60 different companies. Oh, okay, okay. Well, and I think that's important to mention, too, because one mm-hmm. of the things that I recall is people, they, they they tend to come to you when they have a need, and so they'll say, okay. you know, I've got, I've, I've got five or ten BPOs that are due for this or that company, so they have a place that they want to start. They don't want to just start out in general and learn about it. They have specific needs, so. Yeah, yeah, and we, we had um, kind of a neat search where a lot of people started getting those orders through Solution Star. And we just got so busy. And once we created a way to automate that in our enhanced software, it helps them complete that form in about 10 minutes. So they're pulling comps and just getting those turned around and able to do huge volumes. Um, and so that's that was pretty exciting to see. Yeah, and, and this this comes back down to kind of a, a time, labor, energy type equation, right? Where, I mean, the the payouts on these, um, I know payouts have dropped. I guess maybe they've gone back up, but um, you know, but if the payout is is thirty five, forty five dollars for a BPO, if you can do that in ten minutes, then you're making a lot of money. But if it takes you two hours, then all of a sudden it's not that competitive, right? Exactly. Yeah, and it pretty much comes down to systems. You know, are you doing things manually? If you are, you're working too hard. And, um, you know, when it comes to systems, um, having it be more complete, more custom is better. And that way it saves time having to go back and make any changes. 
and it seems to work very, very well for people that see the value in investing, you know, in, in having systems like the automation. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about what about training time to get into this? Uh, how, how long does it take the average person, do you think, to to kind of feel comfortable? I guess. Yeah, it's different for everybody. We've kind of encountered it all, and for the typical person, I I say it will take a couple of days. Um, you know, they're getting in and using it, and if they're kind of at a medium level and and catching on to software fairly quickly. They're going to be able to just start using it right away. They'll have a couple bumps in the road, a couple of questions, which they're covered um, by checking out our training or our guides or giving us a phone call through tech support and getting them back in the right direction. Um, people that are a little slower or things a little harder, it could take a week or two weeks, and then they'll finally get to a, you know, a low learning curve and feel comfortable with it. So it just depends. Um, some of the other factors are how much time they have available. It is software, so it's going to require learning and looking at some guides and training material to really grasp things that you can do that all day long. You actually have to use it. So if people get one order a week, it's going to take a while for them to get you know caught on catching on to things. But if they have a pretty decent volume and they're invested in it and you know they're going to make it happen, they're going to get through it really quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and one of the one of the focus areas I think that makes BPO automation. I mean, certainly back in the day it was, and I think you've probably taken this much further. But but the training was one of the things that set BPO automation apart, right? Do you guys still yeah. offer training on on how to to export the MLS data and how to run it in forms and things like that? Yeah, definitely, and in big part because you, Tim, you know, you really uh, helped us create a really solid foundation that we've just expanded. And it's done a couple of uh, facelifts over the years, so thank you for that. You know, getting us started started in the right way. Um, we're all appreciative of that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're certainly very welcome. I mean, you know, we we were there in the the right time and the right place. But you know, I should mention for the listeners that that I've been I've been out of the company now for just over three years, and so mm-hmm. uh, in many ways this this change in the industry, um, you know, this is as as unique and novel to me as it is to anybody else. And so I, it's it's exciting to hear that it's still moving along, though. Um, one of the things. You know, we we always had this worry when when we were working together. We always had this worry that, you know, when is the bottom going to fall out of this market? And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we're seeing is um, the market itself has changed and BPOs are more a part of it than they used to be, right? Right, more standardized. Yeah, so, so that means that BPOs probably aren't going to go away anytime soon and people can still more or less kind of, well, agents rely on them for income. A lot of agents do to, to get them by while they work on their sales and listings and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, they're always mm-hmm. going to be around. So the, so the yep. software is always going to have a need as well. I hope so. And, um, you know, we've been here for five years and hope to continue to be here for as long as people need us. So very fortunate. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah, so people can learn more about the software at bpo-automation.com. Now, if they have questions for you about it, um, mm-hmm. you know, how, how can they get in touch with you to learn more? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm typically not the person on the front line anymore, but uh, we've hired a wonderful national sales manager by the name of Randy. And so if you call in to our main number and hit extension 1, you'll talk to him, and he's well-versed. Um, if there's 
a specific request to talk to me, I'll be glad to talk with you. And uh, most times I'm close by, but uh, just the main number on our website, the 360 number will get you through. Okay, and that was the uh, the three six zero two two three two four eight two, and you're saying extension one then. Yeah. That, that that's, that's the, the number. Yeah, and and Randy then it sounds like he would probably be able to answer any of the any of the the basic questions, but then for the the advanced stuff too, if there is really a pressing need, and and for me, I know I, I think. You, you know, when I when I talk to people about you, which I do occasionally, one of the things that I always tell people is Nicole has this team experience that nobody else has. Period. Sure. Not not just because of the team that you led, but because you worked with team leaders that you know, didn't know each other, didn't work with each other, and so you've been able to see how some of the biggest teams in the country did BPOs. Yeah, it's been really neat. You know, not only have I been able to help them, they've been able to help me. So, you know, I want to I want to say thank you to those people that I've encountered throughout the years and have helped further my education. It's been huge, and uh, you know, it started where, just like anything, when you get into it, you know, a little bit, and it expands. And um, some people, some very special people, come along the way, and you hopefully help uh, boost each other up. And that's definitely happened. Uh, not only with customers, but with people, you know, meeting people at conferences and different networking events. So it's been a very, very ne- unique opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now for for agents who are again for agents who are on the website right now looking at it, um, are you are you able to share how much the software typically costs to get started? Mm-hmm. And uh, do, mm-hmm. do you offer any kind of free trials or anything like that? Yeah, um, occasionally we'll run promotions, and so you can call and ask us about that. Um, it changes. But the typical cost of the software is broken down into, we have two versions. The basic version is uh, $59, and that's the one that has the 60 different companies that's ready to go out of the box, time and half, for what you're doing right now. And um, the other version is the enhanced product, and that's the one that helps people autofill their BPS in five minutes. Um, that one is $79 a month, and uh, with either version, we also ask that people purchase a custom MLS setup, and it's a one-time $49 fee. So it's either $108 for the basic to get started, or I believe $128 for the enhanced. Uh, we've got a seven-day, 100% money-back guarantee, and so we're that confident in the software and, and what it's been able to do for people. Give it a try. Um, if it's not a good fit for some reason, which doesn't happen very often, thankfully, uh, you know, you can get your full money back within that first seven days. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it sounds like the prices from, you know, again, from from when I was working with you, it sounds like the prices, you guys have been able to iron out the pricing so that it's a really affordable monthly rate now instead of the, the large one-time fee. But you back in the day, um, mm-hmm. Just because the way things were done, it, w- it was one time. But um, right. you know, again, you were saying it was was. I'm sorry. How much was the, the entry? It was like 59 for basic, and mm-hmm. then 79 for for the enhanced. Yep. Yeah. Uh, per month and just uh, month by month, no contract works out really well for most people. And we started that a couple of years ago. So as as you mentioned, we did start kind of as a one time purchase to try to set ourselves apart from our competitors, and uh, we're still setting ourselves apart. You know, even uh, you know, I don't want to focus on one end or the other, but I think that the pricing is very minimal for what our software does, and uh, we we do try to be the best that's out there, and and I believe that we are. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it's like a cup of coffee, 
uh, you know, for either of the softwares. So if people can afford to go to Starbucks every day, they need to consider the autofill software as well. Well, you know, and in terms of setting yourselves apart, I think one of the one of the areas, and again, this this goes with this focus on quality that you've always pursued. But I understand mm-hmm. you had an order capture product that was recently mm-hmm. spun off into another company, and part of that was so that you could really focus on the forms, right, and making those as as good as possible. Yeah, for sure. We just grew to a certain point where it was too big and hard to manage. Um, I had a business partner, Steve, um, who was actually my father as well, and that was a neat neat opportunity. Um, so he kind of led the way for order capture and, and supported that product. And my baby kind of from day one, because it personally affected me in being able to do BKOs, and the reason why I started the company was the autofill. And so it just made more sense for me to, to uh, keep that product and Steve ended up uh, uh, buying the Order Central Auto Accept software and uh, has gone, you know, uh, created a new company and and is trying to help people with with that part as well. Mm, Yeah, and and we're definitely going to have Steve on as well. And I think that his URL, if I'm not, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's ordercapture.com. Do do you know offhand what his URL is? Yep, that's right. Yep, and. It's the same software. It's just a different version, same functionality as it was when it was under BP Automation Group. So you guys can have that reassurance. It's done, I don't even know how many millions. Um, I think at one point it was six million, uh, you know, right when we got started with a new version of the AutoAccept software a couple couple years back. And so it's just a little powerhouse for helping people accept orders that are typically broadcast orders. Yeah, yeah, and and again to to dive back into that at least briefly, you know, but one of the challenges that people have is agents agents have ratings in most of these companies, and if they don't have a high rating, if they're just starting out, it's almost a catch twenty two. How do you get a rating if you don't have a rating? Well, you have to mm-hmm. do orders, and so these broadcast BPO orders. Um, you know, not only do they let people pick and choose what they want to work on, but they also help people build up that rating. And th- that was one of the things when we were working together that, that made broadcast orders really exciting for a lot of people was that that was a tool for them to kind of work their way into having a great reputation with these companies. And yeah, and, and so that – Go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say the, the order capture software was the, the tool that facilitated that for them. And depending on the person, uh, you know, even two or three years ago with the software, I remember there were some folks who literally picked up hundreds of orders per month with the software. So, yeah, so it did work. Easily. Yeah, there's there's numbers in the thousands. It was that good. Like for AltaSource, um, in those type of companies that the software works really beautifully for. Um, but you know, the goal is to become preferred, I believe. And that way you have a little bit of a cushion, but you have to maintain that and be consistent to be able to continue as preferred. But it is nice when there's, uh, you know, systems out there that will help people that still, uh, you know, need more work or sign up for new companies or are new to the business. It, it doesn't make it impossible to still get into the business nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So again, we'll we'll have Steve, uh, you know, on to talk about ordercapture.com and and the software they're deploying. But but in terms of you know, in terms of coming back to that core fundamental, filling things out, really the the place that people should be going today is bpo-automation.com, and and I, I think one of the advantages there is. <clears throat> 
it's nice to be able to capture them, but ultimately at some point you've got to fill these darn things out. And if mm-hmm. you've got a tool to fill them out, that that's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Yeah, and that way you can actually have a life, you know, and have some, some personal time because most people know in this business they're very overworked, working nights and weekends, very stressed and limited, you know, in quality of life, so this really gives it back to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now that the market has picked up a little bit, is there a reason for more traditional agents to have to be doing BPOs? Because I, in fact, I, I talked to an agent the other day who who is actually expanding their REO department, even though the REO market is shrinking in their area. Does that seem surprising at all, or is there kind of a reason and a need to kind of incorporate these into your business now, even though the market is improving? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good safety net. You know, because markets change, things go up and down, and like anything, there's cycles. And so back when I got in the business, just to give you an idea, 2006, I wasn't doing a lot of BPOs for foreclosures, short sales, pre-foreclosures. I was doing them for refinances, home equity loans, lines of credit, when things were a little bit more healthy. It's going to, you know, clean up and go back to that, but who knows what's in the future. So it's always good to have that safety net and uh, something to fall back onto, kind of a plan B, so to speak. Yeah, so th- this could be part of a vertical then, and that, that's kind of the way I've, I've pictured it is, um, you know, while you're focusing on the traditional sales and listings and stuff in this up-market economy where things are improving, you know, in most areas they're improving, you know, it's it's always good, like you said, to have that safety net. And then then what you can really do is just throttle these areas of your business where if the market starts to change, if you've already got an REO group, if you've already got folks doing BPOs or you're doing them yourself, then all you have to do is just shift a teensy little bit and you're still making money regardless of where that market's at. That that sounds like what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people turn into a little profit center, and that's so smart to do. So it supplements, you know, the, the regular traditional sales side of things. And that way it's multiple streams of income. You know, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and again, for people to learn more about this, the place to visit is www.bpo-automation.com, or they can call Randy, and his phone number is 360-223-2482, and he's at extension 1. And, uh, Nicole, I think we're almost out of time for today. I want to thank you sincerely for joining us. And I'm wondering, do you have any any closing thoughts or statements for the audience? Oh, good question. Um, I guess I want to tell people, you know, to have them themselves and invest in themselves and their businesses to uh, try to make them them have the best quality uh, of life and, you know, the, the time that they're doing their work to make it as easy as possible on themselves. Uh, you know, that kind of comes to mind for me. So I hope that people do see the value in investing in education, uh, systems, tools, anything that will enable you to uh, be able to get your work done more efficient and get you so you can get out and spend some time with uh, family and friends. Okay. Well, Nicole, thank you again. Thank you again for joining us. And to our audience, thank each and every one of you for joining us today. This has been a wonderful show. I sincerely appreciate your time, and this has been a great opportunity to talk about the BPO Automation Group and the state of BPOs in 2014. 
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.